Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Hello. 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 You know, old people, when they answer the phone, they're like, Hello. And then when they say goodbye, bye. Bye. Bye now. That's what my grandpa says. So, episode 50. 50. 50. We are on episode 50. 50. And we're going to do the cadet killers. And I'm really super excited about this one because I have a sort of connection to this. Yes. Because my brother, one of one of the murderers, went to the Naval Academy, which we'll talk about. So did my brother. They were in the exact same class. Mm-hmm. And he knew her. He knew a couple of people in this story. So I've been excited. I got to text him and get a little bit of info from him. Also, they're called the Cadet Killers in the books, and that's how they're known. It fucking pisses me off, though, because in the Air Force Academy, they're cadets. In the Naval Academy, they're plebes. She was a plebe. She was not a fucking cadet. But they called him the let's cadet just, killers. Yes, let's just straighten that out, okay? <laughs> I was so let's... pissed when I was trying, because I kept Googling her name. I didn't know they had been dubbed the cadet killers. And the more I found, the more it was on the cadet killers. I'm like, I'm so upset. They are not both cadets. But I have shirts that I wore. Like, I have their PT, not PT, that wasn't on the PT shirts. My brother would give me, like, his PT uniform. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me some, and then my mom would buy him more, whatever. Or he would buy me one and send it to me. I used to wear it all the time. I had those shorts that said Navy and the T-shirt with the blue collar, the blue rib, mm-hmm. and then the Naval Academy symbol on it. I wore it all the fucking time. But we got shirts that said the class of 2000 on it. I had a shirt. My mom had a bag, which... When, if she gets home in time, I'm going to find get pictures and post it. But it says the last name of everybody in the class. Well, this chick's last name is on it because they made it, like, as they're going into plebe summer. I don't know if they make it when they get through plebe summer or when they go into plebe summer. But, but before, before we start. Shall we do some... Let's let's some, talk about plugs. Studio Sweden because you can get your awesome headphones at S-U-D-I-O dot com. Use the promo code ColorMeDead at checkout for your 15% off. Yes, I got the earbud, the wireless earbud, because I wanted to try them out so we could tell our listeners about them. How do you like them? I love them. They mm-hmm. have stuff that makes it so they stay in your ear. Like, and they're it, not uncomfortable. No, like they're, they're not. Yeah. And they look like they would be because they have this weird little hook, but it's just like goes into the curves mm-hmm. of your ear to hold them in. So if you only want one in, there's like a little clip you can put on it. Yep. Spencer loves I, his. They're fucking badass. I love mine. Definitely go and check them out. Um, they have different uh, earbuds. They have over the ear and um, they have different styles. Different colors. Mine are pink. Yes. And I mean... For every price range. Like, they're affordable on every level. Yeah, they are. And they're amazing. So, check them out. Studio.com. Color, Color the dead. dead. 15% off. Yeesh. Do it. Do it now. And if you would like to join our Patreon as a Patreon subscriber, you can do that. Go to patreon.com backslash Color Me Dead podcast. 
and you get different perks. You can go as uh, from a dollar up to 50 mm-hmm. and let me tell you that every cent counts. Oh, it really does. You have no idea. We have a room full right now of marriage perks. So when you sign up after your first month get char- gets charged, we will send mm-hmm. out uh, the merch that goes with it. We have t-shirts, hoodies, water bottles, lanyards, stickers. stickers. Everybody gets stickers. stickers. And then we have our Patreon exclusive stickers that will go out randomly just to Patreon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And thank you again to our alpha dogs, uh, Tiffany Piper and Clinton Toon. Um, We also had a new Patreon subscriber, Erica Phillips. Thank you so much for your... Should we talk about her, though? Do you know something about Erica Phillips? Yes. You do? I do. What is it? She's getting married! Yay! Yay! Congratulations. April 21st, she's getting married. Yes. A lifetime of servitude and love. Yes. Yes. Um, so, big congratulations to Erica Phillips on getting married. What, what? Tax breaks and cheaper car insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to tell you about the book used for the research in this case. It was called mm-hmm. the Fuck. It was called The Texas Cadet Murder by Amy Delaney. It's just a little book, and I was I was looking through it, and at the, in the back, I ordered it on March. Fuck. I can't remember what day it was. It was like the 14th. I think it was March 14th. And in the back of the book, it said, made March 12th, 2018. So it was like just barely brand fucking new. Like just printed. Yeah. Nice. It was old because it was missing some key information at the very end but it was i thought that was pretty cool but they also uh the article that you used by skip hollinsworth in december of 1996 in the it was the issue the 1996 issue of texas monthly yes december 1996 so it was also missing some so i found some other stuff by web surfing and from my brother. My Baby, brother. Did you get some fucking information from I, the internet? I did. And Good. my brother, Ryan Merrill, he's a commander in the Navy. He's a uh, Delta pilot. Mm-hmm. He, yes, he helped me out with a little bit of it too, with proper names. Even if I fuck it up, don't blame him. If I put the wrong things in there, that's all on me. That means I didn't ask enough questions. But I only asked about the things I had questions on. So I may have fucked some shit up, but I hope I didn't because I know that's importante. Importante. Let me just add that I've also been to both of these academies after this happened. So I was like searching. I wonder (laughs) where uh, David Graham's room was here. I wonder. Yeah. Because I knew about it back then. It It was in 97 that I was at the Air Force Academy. And I can't remember when I went to the Naval Academy. So if you keep throwing out names, you're going to have to tell the fucking story. Can we tell people, this story now? Because people don't know who the fuck you're talking I'm about. I'm way too excited. Can we just get <laughs> to the fucking story? So this episode is about the brutal murder of a 16-year-old girl named Adrian Jones. And it was fueled purely by fucking rage, jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to start off by giving you a little bit of background on the murderers. Mm -hmm. Murderers. So, Diane Michelle Zamora was born January 21st, 1978 in Fort Worth, Texas, 
to Carlos and Gloria Zamora. She was the oldest of four kids. The Zamoras were an extremely religious family, and Diane's grandfather was actually a minister. Oddly enough. Weird. Uh, weird. Um, her and her family actually attended church, like, twice a week. Yeah, like, religious, religiously. <laughs> <laughs> there nope, we go, Wednesday nope. and Sunday. <laughs> no pun intended. Nope, no pun. Nope. Uh, Diane was a very self-disciplined child. She would start off her day at 6 a.m. by studying. What fucking kid does I that? I don't fucking know. She would often take care of her three younger siblings. Now, Diane didn't have a very affectionate childhood. Odd. Hmm. Her dad worked many, many hours as an electrician. And when Diane was young, her mother was a shop assistant. So her mother, Gloria, actually eventually enrolled in nursing school and sold Mary Kay cosmetics on the side to try and make more money. To make money while she was in school. Oh, yeah. Her parents really just weren't around and i don't think she got the quality time that she needed no like your typical latchkey kid but she took care of her yeah her siblings too three three younger three siblings. younger siblings she so diane was rarely around her mom and one of her relatives actually went so far as to say that she was like starved for love mm -hmm. that's sad it really is sad in addition to school and taking care of her three younger siblings, she enrolled in the Civil Air Patrol when she was 13 because she wanted to get into the Air Force and knew that was a good stepping stone. So young, early on, she was making plans for her future. With like at 13? Yeah. Who fucking does that? All the people that got into the academies because my brother was the same goddamn way. Mm. Now... While Diane's mother, Gloria, was working hard to support the family, Carlos was banging some chick from church. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. He, he even left his family twice for her. Oh, God. Why the fuck the wife went back, I will never know. Mm -hmm. But I can imagine it had something to do with religion or not believing in divorce or what the... Kids, family. Yeah. There's whatever. many things, many reasons why you go back. During all this, Gloria decided her confidant in all of it should be Diane. So she starts telling her marriage problems to her 14-year-old daughter. Oh, good. Good choice, Mom. Good. That's a very good fucking choice. Okay. Yeah. You should definitely treat a 14-year-old like a fucking adult. Yeah. And tell them all the sordid details of your fucking failing marriage. Yes, Jesus. Please do. That's yeah. the best person to talk to. Yep. Uh, Diane even found her dad in bed with this chick. And she, <laughs> with like, the fucking mistress? Oh, yeah. Nice. Sorry. Instead I shouldn't of, like, fucking laugh. That's so funny. It's not funny, but eh, we're assholes. So she, like, instead of, like, me and you would, I, well, not you, I would be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I, I didn't see I anything. I didn't know, God, I'm she, leaving. She, like, gave him a piece of hair mat. Good, because that she would probably him, be me. Yes, that would be I'm the, the aggressor yep. in a lot of situations. I'd so. be like, oh, fuck, what did I just see? I'll go like, now. Get your nasty, crusty <laughs> ass out of that fucking bed, off that whore. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine that's pretty much how it went down. He eventually lost his job. I don't know how he sounds like such a stand-up fella. <laughs> Over the years, they filed for bankruptcy and lost their house like multiple times. They started living in poverty, which I don't understand because she was a nurse. But whatever. I don't know. Maybe they had bad money problems. Maybe I don't fucking know. Their electricity would get shut off because they hadn't paid the bill. And Diane would study it by the candlelight 
like one time for a week, a whole week at a time. So she'd wake up, light her candle, and still study. Study. You know, I would be like, there's a, there's no lights. I can't see. You're like, fuck, fuck. this. <laughs> the last time they got evicted, they moved in with her maternal grandfather. So Gloria's. Yeah, Gloria, yeah. At that point, she began to self-harm, which I don't know what she was doing. I couldn't find exactly. I would imagine cutting, but I don't know if that was a thing back in the 90s, which I yes. should know because that was my prime. But I was oblivious to so many things because I was, I was in a, a bubble. Uh, anyhow, during all the bullshit, she still remained top 10% of her class. Not me. Oh, like, I did. I was smart if I wanted to like put in the work, but I didn't want to. Dude, I was senior speaker. Like, oh, I, know. I graduated top fucking 5% of our class. Fuck. I know. I did not. I graduated. I don't know how the fuck I managed it. Some people just have it that, like, some people can... Do. No, I'm, I'm a... No. I but I was it. I was a stress cutter. Like, I'd get in fights with my mom and my dad and... I think that's how... Cut. I think that's what she did, too. Fun story. This might be how she ended up the way she did... But her mom had had enough of her dad's cheating, decided to find the mistress and call her out. So she took Diane with her. Oh, good. What the fuck? Yes, I don't fucking know yeah, why. Take yeah, your, take your fucking teenage kid with you Yeah. to do that shit. So while they go to this apartment building, they see the mistress. I think her name was Connie. Yeah, Connie. They saw her car parked outside of it. So they go in and start to ransack the apartment. Found out... It wasn't Connie's apartment. It was a bedridden senior citizen. Oh, my God. They fucking <laughs> ransacked the apartment of a fucking elderly yes. bedridden patient. Yeah. And then we're just like, oh, fuck, Beautiful. sorry. Sorry. Oh, oh, my bad. Wrong place. See ya. So they don't want to leave it at that. Like, they're not embarrassed enough. So they go to her car and just steal a bunch of shit out of her car. So they didn't call it a day. They fucking decided to break into a vehicle. Yeah. You got to get your point across. All right. So Connie called the police. By now, surprisingly, the police knew who the Zamoras were. Evidently, this wasn't their first run-in with the law. Or their first complaint against them. Connie makes a complaint against them. Okay. Gloria makes a complaint back, saying that she was the one harassing. Because I guess Gloria had also been making harassing phone calls to Connie. Jesus, children, can we fucking get out of sixth grade? When Connie files charges, then Gloria turns and files charges against her. Fuck. Tit for tat, Yeah, I guess. Figure your fucking shit out, man. Fucking way to teach your kid how to fucking behave. Yeah, she learned. She fucking learned. Oh, she fucking did. So while Diane was in the Civil Air Patrol, she met a dude named... David Graham, who hmm. that name was tossed out earlier. Sorry. It's okay. Spill the beans. Spill. He was a senior officer, and she described him as a pig. A pig. <laughs> so David Graham was the youngest of four children. He also had a very rocky childhood as well. His mom, Janice, homeschooled him for the first few years. His dad, um, whose name was Jerry, was a very mild-mannered man. Now, Janice was like the bad cop, for sure. One time, she stabbed David in the arm Mm -hmm. for putting his fucking elbow on the table. With a fork. She stabbed him with a fork. Yes. Fucking get your elbow off the table. Um, Motherfucker. I would have so many scars. 
Because I have zero fucking manners. Look at you right now. I know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not eating though. No. We had that manner book, and we had to have all those manners, and I hated it. So I knew when and where, but we didn't have to do it all the time. Mm. Which is how I am with my kids. Like you know when and where, but yeah, got stabbed in the fucking arm <laughs> with a fork for putting his elbow on the table his dad took him to an air show when he was seven and then since then he wanted to be a pilot so he joined the civil air patrol at the age of 13 by the time he was 14 he also had his fucking pilot which is fucking insane i know that that's a thing that can happen but are these like super motivated kids i don't know this is how my brother was though too like when i was reading this i was like this makes so much sense oh my god i just I didn't get motivated until I was like 17. Um, I'm anyway, just now getting motivated. I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just now getting fucking motivated. <laughs> he was a lot like Diane and was completely into his studies. He was also a great student, and his family was also very religious and went to a Baptist church, church also twice going to week. church twice a fucking week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did like the Wednesday, Sunday, or yeah, whatever did, like, day of the week Bible, Bible mm-hmm. fucking study on Wednesday and then actual mm-hmm. fucking church on Sunday. Uh, David was a national merit uh, commended student. Which is fucking ridiculous. That's insane. I know. Uh, he was one of those kids that would fall asleep in class and then when the teacher would ask him a question... He would pop up and he would know the fucking answer. Dude, that's how my brother was too. Like, how do you fucking fall asleep and they're like, hey, tell me the fucking square root of 64 or some ridiculous bullshit. And they just pop up and they're like fucking eight. That's exactly how my brother was. And I hated it because I had to study hard forever just to get like a good grade. And if I did, then I, I would get a good grade. He would never study for his fucking test. I swear to God. And he would ace every single one. I'm those like, who kids are that fucking, you? Like, yeah, those kids that fucking cram four hours before the test and then they oh, get like gloss. a 98. Yeah, he like, might gloss over it. <laughs> fuck. I'm just going to fucking peruse this. Let's flip through the pages real quick and I'm going to ace this test. Except I, I used the wrong fucking word because peruse, I think, actually means that you fine tooth it. I need to work on my grammar. And Evidently, fucking... we need to study. <laughs> uh, so anyway, people said that he was made for the military, but he never came across as one of those overly aggressive G.I. Joe types. He tried playing football, but he quit after his freshman year because he didn't have the necessary ferocity to play, which seems Dude, kind of odd. Texas. Because in West Canaan, football is life. I don't want your your life. life. But yeah, there's a lot of places, even here, like where fucking football is everything. a way of life. You don't just play football because you feel like playing football. No. You You fucking play football and that is your life. Yeah. Yeesh. That's great about Brown. But I want to talk to you about the game tonight. I can't remember what he says. I'm fucking it up. (laughs) I know what he says, and I know the look on his fucking face. The dad? Yeah. With the fucking... Uh-huh. Mustachio? And he's like, like, his son just gets into brown, and he's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Let's, Let's talk about the like, game tonight. I need to talk to you about the fucking game. I can't remember who they're playing, either. I'm fucking it up. I don't they're know. yelling at us again. I just know. I know. I hear you. <laughs> I hear... Oh. But I know it's West Canaan fucking high school. Yeah. Johnny, I'm real proud about brown, but I need to talk to you about Gilroy. Since he didn't have the ferocity to play football in fucking Texas, he ran track. 
And the other members of the track, track team said that he had good manners, but he was super awkward around girls. Now, he secretly liked Diane when they met in the Civil Air Patrol at 13, but he was way too scared and awkward, uh, so he pulled a I Nikki. I don't know what to do. With- <laughs> yes, I was going to say, he's me. He, I don't know I, what to I, do with I my hand. I'm going to, to obsess over you, but uh, you probably don't even fucking know that I exist. Story of my high school life. Um, which would be exactly how I felt about my husband all of my sophomore year. Yes. Where yes, I was just absol- absolutely fucking terrified of him. But you guys have to understand, he's fucking six foot nine, weighs over 300 pounds, beautiful. Back at the ranch, uh, David used to make up stories about all the girls that he'd been with, and nobody believed him, but he just kind of kept on with it anyway. Well, once you started. <laughs> Why derail it now? So when he was 17, he went to Ottawa on an exchange chip. There are lots of chips there. (laughs) Exchange trip. He met a Canadian chick and that's where he lost his virginity. And when he came home, he had the confidence to start flirting with Diane. I'm going to put a side note in there. I didn't find anything else that said he lost his virginity because other things said that he didn't until he was with Diane. So I don't it's, know. And it's a slippery slope, you guys. Like when we start doing the research, you might get information in a book that is conflicting with something that you find online. Yeah. About the same time, his mom split. He found a note on the table one day after school saying that she was leaving. And for many reasons that are pretty clear to me, he had become more confrontational. Yeah. At so home, I think it was before his mom left that he became more confrontational and after she left, obviously. But right. I didn't know. Fuck. So he had always been a kid with manners, obviously. If you're getting stabbed in the fucking arm with forks, Yeesh. you're going to have good manners. Um, he always addressed adults with yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. He kept all of those manners, but not so much at home. Yeah. So here he is, a man of like six foot three and probably intimidated the shit out of a lot of people. And his parents, because I bet I think he was taller than both of them. So you've got a six foot three raging hormones teenager that's like, bah, fuck off. Like, oh, God. No, shit. Like, I'm afraid of my son getting taller than me. Not that he has hormones and shit, but just in case. I own both my kids are bigger than me and I still I'm like, fuck around, clown. I know. I need to get I'll more. I'll collect your ass. I need to get more scary with my words. (laughs) (laughs) David continued living with his father, Jerry, who was retired uh, like an elementary school principal. Yeah. And mom fucking skedaddled. Some of the theories of why his mom left is because Jerry was such a softie. She was Mm. a hard ass and Jerry was a softie. He was 20 years older than she was. So he was Interesting. Done. He was like, you know how young moms are like, oh my God, you need to be perfect, look perfect. Blah, 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 blah. And older moms are like, ah, what the fuck ever. Like, like me, uh, shit, just blow the dust off that hot dog and eat it out of the fucking yeah, dirt. Like me with my five-year-old, like with Calvin, compar- Calvin compared to, and he was the youngest of four too. So with Calvin compared to Addison, I'm, with Calvin, I was like, oh my God, that was touched the floor. You can't eat it. Blah, 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 let's clean it off. With Addie, I'm like, just blow it off. You can rinse yeah, it off yeah, if you want here. to drink a fuck. Just eat it. You're fine. You're Ten good. second rule. Yeah. Me. Whatever. Yeesh. <clears throat> Four years after they met, in August of 1995, David finally got his big boy balls and asked Diane on a date. And she said, yes. 
Their relationship got intense fucking fast. Like, suffocating relationship. Like that fucking, we gotta be with each other every minute yeah. of every fucking you day. You can't tell where one starts and, and the, the other, other one fucking yeah. ends. Like, what well, I don't just know. It's heads like, up each other's it's asses. It's a glob of parson. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who is who. Conglomerate. Yeah. Mish. Like, they were insanely... Uh, uh. She lived in Crowley and he lived in Mansfield. And when I looked it up, it said it was 27 miles apart. But in the book, it said 18. So give or take 10. I don't know. Whatever. This point, Diane was part of the student council, the key club, the National Honor Society, and the Masters of the Universe, which I wish I would have done that, except for it was it was like a science organization. I want to be a master of the universe with He-Man. She was doing everything she could to get into the military academies, which you have to have all kinds of shit on your resume to get in. But you don't have to, but it really fucking helps. <clears throat> well, yeah. She played the flute <laughs> in the marching band this one time at band camp. A second flute of <laughs> my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> she also ran track. She ended up at the top 10% in her class still in high school. In addition to all of this, having a job at a clothing store called Fast Forward, which she worked at so she could get a discount on her clothes because she obviously had to buy her own clothes because her parents right. didn't. When she told her family about David, she told them that he was just like her, like that they both want, knew what they wanted to do when they were kids. They both loved calculus, physics, and government. Oh, nice. <laughs> Diane and David would talk on the phone for hours about their homework, which I would think that this was false. If I hadn't known my brother. The only time, I love you, Ryan. The only time my brother had friends over, I swear to God, was when they had calculus parties. And I'm not fucking kidding you. Oh, my God. They literally had calculus parties. It was a real thing where they sat and did calculus. I don't know what they did. I stayed. I was like, dude, no. No. All of those people are now smart and rich, so you should have calculus parties, okay? (laughs) They were the kind of couple that always had to be touching, touching each other. Like, his hand was always in her belt loops. They're always wrapped around each other. Oh, being creepy, touchy. Like, like all the cowboys in our high school, all the people, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They all had to be all up in their shit. For the love of God, David, give the woman some space. (laughs) Okay. He had a large collection of uh, hunting rifles. Hunting rifles? Yes, he did. So they call him in Texas. Hunting. He had a large collection of hunting rifles. Hunting rifles. So. Oh, he would bring his. This is the weird part, though. He would bring his collection of hunting rifles to her house and just be like, look at all these guns. Do you want to see my guns? Look at these guns. Which, I mean, he would go to church with her family. And when he went to church, he wore like his combat boots and his camo pants and a T-shirt. Obsessed much. <laughs> the family said he was always polite though when he would go to their house because he went every weeknight to do homework with her he bought her a pair of a hundred dollar combat boots because her family could not afford them he was doing nice shit for it he was nice and polite and whatever she ended up wrecking david's truck and it was like a serious fucking wreck and mm-hmm. had to have pins put in her hand Every night that she was in the hospital, he stayed there. He was with her the whole time. Didn't leave her side. No, but she loved this. This was the kind of attention and love that she didn't get from her family. Well, yeah. Well, and when you talk about that family member that said she was, like, starved for fucking attention, this is exactly what she wanted. Mm -hmm. In September, after they'd been dating for less than a month, they got engaged. 
he sold a couple of his hunt his hunting his hunting rifles hunting rifles uh sold a couple of his hunting rifles to put down a a payment on a ring yeah like the down payment they planned to get married august 13th of 2000 you cannot get married while you are attending the military academy you also cannot have a car or wear civilian clothing in your first year at the naval academy i don't know if it's like that at all of them but i knew that ryan couldn't wear normal clothes the first year I'm not 100% sure, and if somebody listening knows, feel free to reach out to us yeah. and let us know. Anyway, they had planned to get married at the Cadet Chapel at the Air Force Academy. They wanted that wedding where he wore his dress uniform, and she wore her dress, and they would, you know, walk under the cross swords and, and when, the whole... Yeah, and when they got done, they'd tap him on the butt. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. literally what kind of wedding my brother had. Him and his <laughs> wife got married in November of 2000. Oh, didn't it? <laughs> and they were at the, the Naval Academy Chapel. So now that they were engaged, Diane decided that it was okay for her to lose her virginity to him. Which, that was a big thing to her, is keeping her virginity for her husband. Right. She had decided that if she didn't marry him, she wasn't going to marry at all. No. Ew. Yeah, that's so weird. Because she had given her virginity to him. She knew he was the one, so she gave him her virginity. But if she wasn't going to marry him, she wasn't, wasn't going to marry him. at all. Now, here's where we gag. <laughs> Their pet names. She called him Tiger. Because that was his high school mascot, and he called her kittens. Okay, you know, yeah, all right, that's Whatever. fucking weird. It, it gets worse. Another total gagger was the phrase that they would use when they hung up the phone. <laughs> Greenish brown female sheep that translates into all of you. Get it? Yeah. Uh, I love you. Get it? All oh, of you. All of you. God. Jesus. Yeah. That's just another reason I can't fucking stand teen no. teenagers. Nope. Teen teenagers with their hunting rifles. <laughs> with their hunting God damn it. Fucking teenagers. <laughs> their relationship after they got engaged and had sex got weird. Now, it was the super possessive and aggressive... Um, like all the fucking red flags? All of them. All of them. After one fucking month. It wasn't Do even a month, though. It was like two weeks that yeah. they got engaged and had sex. And she's like, oh, I found the one. Yeah, this is it. He's the one. The one I'm going to marry. And if I don't marry this, but I'm not getting married at all. Because 17-year-olds should make that decision. Absolutely. So they were very violent with each other. Diane said that David wanted sex up to seven times a day. Feel now, you, bro. I, dude, I have a healthy fucking libido, but seven times? How the fuck do you find time to do anything else if you're fucking like, banging seven times a day? I can see like a weekend away going after it that many times, but every single day, I don't know. You wouldn't be able to fucking do anything else. You'd have a callous twat is what you would have. Oh, dude. You <laughs> if it fucking don't fit, spit on it. Spit on it. <laughs> Shove it in. So they got to a point when, when she said no, he would put his nine millimeter 
between her legs or in her mouth. She said he was very manipulative and gun crazy, and they would kick and bite each other, and David even apparently tried to strangle her with a belt. So healthy. Let me marry this man and have his children. I needs this one. Mm. I want this one. I'll take it. They had both worked their way up into the CAP. He was a cadet colonel, which is the very highest... Um, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Level. Rank. Rank. Thank uh, that's you. That's why I was staring <clears throat> at you blankly because I'm like, I know what you're talking about. What is the word? <laughs> Do you want crypto jail? <laughs> Do you want crypto jail? Rank. Rank. Uh, and she was the wing secretary. David wanted to be a fighter pilot and she wanted to be an astronaut. They had good goals. I mean, they really did. And they had all the drive to get it. They really seriously they had more than studying enough. by candlelight and your dates consist of studying your phone conversations consist of homework calculus parties <laughs> i mean jesus yeah the texas daily article says that she applied to the air force academy but the deadline had passed now i'm not sure but i believe that if she was that determined she would have known the right dates especially with david applying and getting you know well so Oh, shit. There goes my Tangled up in the back. So she would have known the right dates. Mm -hmm. Or if she was like, my brother asked my mom about this because they knew he had applied to the Air Force Academy. And I don't know what it was and she couldn't remember. But he got a thing where he could get in the next year. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get in that year. That's the beginning year. But he could have got in the next year. Right. To the Air Force Academy. And maybe that's what happened with her, too. Potentially, there were over 10,000 people who applied to get into the Naval Academy that year. Uh, 1,212 were accepted. accepted. It's not easy to get in. It's really not. I watched all the shit my brother went through. The SAT scores you have to have, the ACT scores you have to have, an interview with um, a representative from the Navy. I don't know what it's called. And I asked him, but he was... This is no joke. I asked him what he did because that's what he does now. He interviews people that have the potential of getting into the academy. Mm -hmm. Can't remember what it's called. But when I asked Recruiter? him the question, possibly I don't remember. Oh, okay. But when I asked him the question, I texted him and asked him. Um, he couldn't respond because he was busy flying to Paris. Oh. Like it was no big deal. Like... Hey, man, I'll get back to you. I'm on my way to Paris. Well, before he had told me that, he's like, speaking of, I have to fly to Paris in about 20 minutes. I'm like, oh. So I asked him real quick, but I didn't get a response back. So I don't know what it's called. But you have to interview gotcha. with some. And then you have to interview with a congressman. You have to get a letter of approval. And, and I may be missing stuff, and I may be saying stuff wrong. This is just off of my memory of what he had to go through. Right. But it's not an easy thing to get in. You don't, one does not enroll. It's not just something that you get in all willy fucking nilly and no. you just like jump in and you're like, hey, yeah, that, I'm in the Naval Academy. That article said that she enrolled. Mm. You do not enroll. When I asked my brother about that, he said the correct thing to say was that she received an appointment to the Naval Academy. Hmm. I don't know what it is for the Air Force, but that's what it is for the Navy. Are you right? In the Navy. Now you know. David had applied and been accepted to the Air Force Academy. However, we would say that properly. I do not know because I don't know anybody that went to the Naval Academy. There were 8,736 that applied and only 1,239 were accepted. Both of them 
killer futures ahead of them. However, however, we'll go more into this. The Mansfield track team was which track team, uh, which was the track team that David was on. The boys and girls had qualified for a meet in Lubbock. Is that how you say it? Lubbock? Lubbock, Texas. Mm-hmm. They were transported in a large van. Uh, one of the students that were on that van that was part of the girls' track team was named Adrian Jones. Adrian was 16 years old. She was a beautiful blonde girl. Her family moved to Mansfield in 1984 because her dad liked the small town feel of it. He still wanted to be in the city kind of, but it was like small town feel. Adrian was the oldest of three and the only girl. Her mom, Linda, was a massage therapist. Her dad, Bill, repaired heavy construction equipment for a living. He was a bearded man who always wore his work boots and didn't take shit from anybody. They said he wore his work boots so much that, like, even when he was chilling out in his recliner, he had his work boots on. Like, he had a thing for his work boots. Yeah, okay. I don't know. He was the strict parent. He felt like his rules would keep his children safe and out of trouble. If she went anywhere like Six Flags or something, she had to bring him a ticket stub, like, with proof that she was there. Okay. He even nailed her bedroom window shut so she couldn't sneak out. This was, like, my rules in my house. No shit. Like, she couldn't be out past 9 o'clock on the weekends for a while. She finally got to where she could. She couldn't talk on a phone after a certain amount of, like, a certain time at night, which, like, her rules were exactly like mine at my house. My bedroom window wasn't nailed shut because if I went out the window, I would fall to my death because I was (laughs) upstairs. (laughs) But my bedroom was above my mom, so it was like this where you could hear everything every every fucking thing she'd be like what were you doing when you woke up in the middle of the night i'm like i'm probably getting a drink i don't fucking know god lay off fuck (laughs) (laughs) well what does she say get off my dick (laughs) tammy god trailer trash tammy she wasn't a rebel by any means but didn't always follow the rules exactly she took advanced honor courses she studied a lot and was an amazing athlete she played soccer at first, but hurt her knee, so she ended up joining the track team. Uh, she's the reason that the girls were able to qualify for the meet in Lubbock because of her two-mile run. She was killer, too. Yeesh. 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 She also worked about 20 hours a week at a golden fried chicken. Doesn't that remind you of chicken time in Roosevelt? That's where my brother works. I know oh you're sick God, of hearing dude. about my brother, but... No, it's the- fine. <laughs> he worked at chicken time before it, it burned down. It like Chester fried chicken. Yes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yep. Feed me. Feed me now. Her manager said she was an amazing employee. She was kind of a big flirt and really loved attention. She was the type that spent forever putting makeup on just to make it look like <clears throat> she didn't have any makeup on. Oh. I put makeup on pretty much every day, but you can tell that I have makeup on. I'm not trying to go for natural. I just want, I just want to look good, okay? Mary. She was always made up, and she always told her mom, you never know who you might meet. She also had a lot of guys that would drive by her house because this was the 90s. We didn't have Snapchat. You couldn't see who was active on Facebook. Like, do you remember that? Yeah. You'd go drive past their house. Like, now we can just cyber stalk people. But back oh, then, yeah. you actually had to physically go see if they were home or what they were doing or go somewhere to see if they are there. Adrian was a popular girl, and she had a lot of school spirit. Going back to the track meet in Lubbock, after the meet, Adrian asked David for a ride home. 
instead of going straight home, she took him behind the elementary school and they boned. They bung like they've never bunged bunged before. before. Look into the box. (laughs) What do you see? (laughs) We forgot. I see an inordinate amount of sex toys. toys. Uh, And that would be my best friend's girl. Yes. I, I knew that movies, as we quote them, would start coming up because yeah. we named them all in the last one. So they're going to be trickling in. <laughs> so when they got done, David took her home and that was the end of things with Adrian. He kept a secret for about a month and then the guilt started to eat at him. Diane starts questioning him about past relationships because he had told her that she was his first girlfriend. Which technically she was. He didn't ever have a real, another girlfriend. He started listing people that he had any kind of significance, and Adrian's name pops up. Well, there it is. Oh, oh, there it is. She didn't remember him ever mentioning Adrian before. So, of course, now her fucking woo woo hairs oh, are yeah. standing up, and she's like, Who Who's the fuck Adrian? is this bitch? He kept trying to change the subject and get her to study for the SAT, and she, Diane, just wanted to talk about Adrian. They got into a huge fight. Finally, he got, like, a sick look on his face and was like, I gotta tell you something. Yeah. And then he finally admitted that she isn't the only only girl that he had had sex with and also told her that he was a virgin when they got together. You put the puzzle together, okay? That oh. means the fuck somebody was with you. Which so. I don't get because... <laughs> so, so. I don't understand because they said that he banged that chicken Canada. If he banged the chicken Canada, how is he a virgin? So I don't know if that's con- conflicting information or if he just chose to withhold that because it was safer for his man bits i don't know if he didn't say anything because since she was a virgin he's like oh so am i you know like there's so many different scenarios that go into that right and once he told diane that he had been with adrian obviously she flips the fuck out the fuck flips Uh the fuck out Flips the 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 flips the fuck out. Uh-huh, and that's oh, a, I, that I went from Dexter to Scottish. Got, it worked. I don't even know what the fuck happened. It worked, but for she me. flipped the fucks out. Flips the fucks out. <laughs> the fucks out. Fucks out. She grabs a brass like rod and starts fucking swinging, and she wasn't able to hit him. He's like a Jedi blocking all of them. right. Bah, bah, bah. Um, and he was able to get it away from her. She then starts ramming her. Oh my God. Fucking the, the amount of crazy that you guys are going to go like start hearing. She starts ramming her fucking head into the wall and like smacking her head on the floor, like a little fucking child throwing a tantrum. She wanted to crack her skull because she couldn't live with what he had done to her. Moving forward, her relationship was the only good thing in her life, or at least so she thought. So, you know, that fucking teenage mentality of my boyfriend, I can't leave my boyfriend. I did a stupid thing, not that stupid in high school, but like, oh, I can't leave my boyfriend. Like, he gave a fuck about me. We'd been together for like a month. That's if I move or not. I know. The amount of dumb shit we did as children in Mm -hmm. early relationships 
God. But I never tried to crack my skull on the ground because I can't live with this, what someone has done to um, me. I never smashed my face into a wall or a floor. Yeah. Like, that's just, and I'm way too fucking pretty for that. Yeah. Sorry. Well, she was trying to kill herself. She wanted to crack her skull so she didn't have to live. Well, in her rage, she starts screaming, kill her, kill her. And she gave him an ultimatum and was basically like, either she Kill dies. her or I kill myself. Yeah. Like, her or me. What do you want? He was afraid of what she might do and he didn't dare say no. So he... Promise to kill Adrian. And David never breaks a promise. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. On December 3rd of 1995, Adrian was on the phone with her boyfriend. Normally, she's not allowed to talk on the phone after 10, but her parents made an exception that day because her boyfriend was out of town and he couldn't call till 1030, so they let her be on the phone at 1030. While she was on the phone with her boyfriend, another call came in. It was David. Mm-mm. He told her he wanted to meet her. It was a quick conversation, like, that she she was doing, like, the cool shit, like, okay, okay, mm-hmm, bye. But her mom, it, when she, she flipped to him, had the quick conversation, flipped back, and when she got off the phone with her boyfriend, her mom said, who was the call waiting that's at fucking 1045 at night? And she's like, oh, it was just David from cross, cross country. He was upset about something and just, like, brushed it off. The book, however, said that her mom, that she told her mom that David called. The Texas Monthly article said that it was a guy named Brian that she used to work with that was, like, obsessed with her. And he was suicidal and he wanted to talk to her. And he used to stalk her at work and at home. So that, like, two different stories so, once yeah, again. that conflicting information that yeah. we get. We don't know. Uh, at 1045, her mom called her to go to bed, but she didn't go to bed. No, she snuck out. She snuck out of the house. He picked her up at about 12.30. David, sorry, I didn't specify. David picked her up at about 12.30 a.m. He was driving a car that belonged to Diane's family. Oh, with Diane hiding in the fucking trunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their plan was to break her neck and put her and make her sink into the lake. Like, easy what peasy lemon fuck? squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to break her fucking neck real quick. Yeah. Okay. 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 He, they drove for about 20 minutes before David pulled over. At this point, Adrian thinks that it's like a booty call. So she leans her seat back and leans in for a kiss. Diane, however, had been in the back seat, pushed the seat down, and had been watching everything that they were doing. Rage face. Fucking rage face. Like, rage was, like, boiling in her fucking body when adrian saw diane diane said i know who you are and i know what you've done like fucking freaking the fuck out and adrian's like no it was a mistake i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and said she felt guilty of course diane didn't buy her fucking story no this like pissed her off even more so what she does grab a weight a dumbbell that's in the back of the fucking car and starts smashing on adrian's head with it like she gets Mm -hmm. a good and it like crushes in part of her skull Mm -hmm. it didn't kill her no no so she gets out of the car and starts to run away david and diane 
I think Diane followed her in the car and David followed her on foot. I'm not sure because another conflicting mm-hmm. story there. But she didn't make it very far, but very far before she collapsed. David checked her to make sure that she was dead, went back, told Diane she's dead. And she didn't think that was good enough. She wanted him to go do a double tap, I guess. I don't know. So he went back over, shot her at close range. It wasn't point blank, but it was probably standing up to her laying on the ground. Right. Once right between the eyes and one like in, in the, the cheek. cheek. And just left her. Like, they, they just left. Following that, they went to their friend Jay Green's house. They tapped on the window until he opened it. David and Diane are now standing there fucking covered in blood. They've shot poor Adrian in the fucking face twice after Diane has used a dumbbell to fucking smash her in the fucking skull. Mm -hmm. So they told Jay that they needed somewhere to stay for the night and clean up. And they told him not to tell anyone. And they're they're fucking standing covered in blood. Like, what do you do? Like, you look at your friend and you're like... I'm going to make a phone uh, call real quick or... I didn't know. I don't know if it was you. I probably wouldn't say shit. Do we need to hide the body? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need the keys to the cat? <laughs> we'll go hide that body and get you cleaned up. No, oh, let me get you some sweat. Some motherfucker some must have fucked up. Yeah, dude. Jay was super worried about David at this point. Two weeks before this, he had actually lost possession of his Civil Air Command and and the he lost relationship his position in yeah. the civil air command his commander position yeah and so at this point the relationship was clearly taking over david's entire existence a high school kid let their relationship take over their life how does that happen i would have never oh, done that never guessed uh he was starting to get really weird really fast he was missing his cap meetings Wearing jewelry and rock band merchandise. <gasps> Fucking oh my rebel. God. Oh no. What the fuck has happened to him? <laughs> the most disturbing part about this entire thing was that he was falling more and more in love with his guns. Rat row. Yeah. Rat row raggy. He was shooting a machine gun in his own yard and shot a hole in his bedroom floor with a nine millimeter pistol. I mean, like small hick town speaking. I mean, that I happens. Shoot, <laughs> I, the next morning, Adrian's body was found and it was discovered by a local man named Gary Foster. He noticed that the gate was open and he went to close it so the cows wouldn't get out. And that's when he found Adrian's body. Yay for him. Uh, at first, he thought she was roadkill. Like from far away, you know. Yeah. Just seeing You're like, oh, is that a fucking deer or a goat or something that got smashed? Mm. Nope. He said that he left. He said that the left side of her head was caved in like a pumpkin. Her face was so messed up that it was almost unrecognizable. She was also covered in scrapes and probably from when she was running and then collapsed after having her fucking head smashed. There were a few suspects in her murder. However, a teenager that goes to high school comes in contact with hundreds of kids every day. So narrowing down who it could have been was way fucking harder than... Yeah, because teenagers have problems with everybody daily. Like, uh, Right. Well, it wouldn't be like... If something happened to me, 
and the police came to you and you were like, is there anybody that she had fucking beef with? You could probably name like three fucking people and be like, I would question these three people. Yeah. But she, a teenager? Does she talk to other people? What? I know. That would does be them coming to you. Yeah, that'd be them <laughs> coming to you about me. I don't think she talks to other people. I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm probably your first suspect because I'm the only person she fucking sees, but I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't do it because we murdered together. <laughs> Because on Wednesdays, we wear murder. So she's, I mean, the the list of suspects is not easy to narrow down. Um, Her little brothers also said that they had seen a pickup truck in their driveway around midnight. So they were looking for people who drove pick-em-up trucks. Which back then, they probably did because we were assholes then. We drove around stalking people. (laughs) There could have been somebody in our driveway looking in there to see if they could see in their room. You don't know. Just saying. Well, if Spencer hadn't been on the fucking second floor of that house, I probably would have been looking in his fucking bedroom, (laughs) but... I was scared to crawl up there. I'm not going to incriminate myself, but uh, I'm, I'm just saying. My creepy stalker self has not changed much. It's <laughs> just cyber stalking now. I know. Uh, God, we're fucking awful. <laughs> so the first suspect was a girl who Adrian had testified against her when she shot her own boyfriend and brutally beat up one of Adrian's friends. The girl had recently been threatening Adrian. Adrian clearly had a lot of not friends. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. Brian, that we had talked about earlier, was also a suspect because of his stalking. And that was the kid that she worked with that Mm -hmm. was like suicidal, blah, blah, blah. That one thing said that he called and the other one said that it was, or was, that she told her mom. Right, that it was him and not David. Mm-hmm. Now, he had no alibi for the night and he was diagnosed with clinical depression and took four different kinds of medication. So he was like high on that priority list of like, yeah. what the f- let's, fuck? Let's, you know? check. let's check this guy let's out. Let's check this kid He's, out. Yeah. He was asked if he called her that night, but at first said he didn't even know her. He finally admitted that he knew her, but then he said he could have talked to her, but he can't remember because he was drunk. He didn't know if he drunk dialed her or what. Uh, They asked him why he got drunk, and he said he was drunk because all of his friends had found girlfriends, but he was alone. The police thought that made sense and that he was going to... Like, he was the murderer. Yeah, because he was like... Everybody has a girlfriend. I can't get this pretty blonde girl that I like. So if I can't have you, nobody can. That was that was the logic mm-hmm. that they put together. So they arrested him. And he also drove a pickup truck. So there's two pieces to their puzzle. So they thought they arrested him and impounded his truck. He spent Christmas and New Year's in jail. A lead prosecutor arranged for a polygraph, which he passed with flying colors. Colors. And he was released from jail. His dad eventually came up and said that he was home all night that night, too. So So eventually the alibi showed up, was presented. Yeesh. David was questioned because of the phone call. Like I said, conflicting uh, two different ones. Yeah, conflicting information. But he was never really considered a person of interest. And maybe he was considered a person, or maybe he was questioned because he was 
on the track team with her. I don't know. Like, if, if it wasn't because of the phone call, whatever. Anyway, David started stealing his dad's credit cards and started buying all kinds of shit. He got Diane's engagement ring off layaway. I don't know if his dad ever got mad at him. They don't ever mention what ever ended up because he was just like going on a buying spree buying people shit here like oprah a shirt for you some shoes for you <laughs> a car for you you get a sperm well yeah. you get a dolphin <laughs> yeah fucking just you buy need a tank shit. for that i got your <laughs> I... tank <laughs> when july rolled around it was time to head off to their academies david moved to colorado springs to start cadet basic training diane moved to annapolis maryland to start plebe summer this is the, like, basic training. It's six weeks of physical training, which is really fucking ridiculous. Ridiculously hard. Diane, when she wrote home to her parents, said that she was kicking ass at plebe summer and that she was going to church at the Naval Chapel and joined the Glee Club. There was a guy in her squad named Jay Guild, who my brother knew, just so you know. He was from the Chicago suburbs. He said that Diane was not physically keeping up with the other plebes and seemed emotionally distracted. Now, my brother Ryan, when I asked him about this, he told me she was always out for some bullshit medical reason. He said, quote, I specifically remember being told to take a bag of ice to Zamora's room so that she could sit in her room and ice whatever bullshit she, she was making up while the rest of us were getting worked over outside. So he wasn't a fan. Jay said she always talked about David. She seemed like she didn't trust him at all. Jay said that he that she would have crying fits and freak the fuck out if she didn't answer if he didn't answer her emails and said that she punished him once by telling her telling David her computer was broken and couldn't email him. Jay said at one point Diane said she was considering breaking up with David and she thought he was cheating on her with another female cadet yeah to make david jealous she told him that jay had kissed her and david then contacted the navy officials to tell them that jay had sexually harassed diane which was not correct not not david emailed jay and was like stay the fuck away so David wrote Diane letters telling her not to deceive him. And in one of them, he said, remember what binds us together. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) What a gross thing to say. Yeah. For real. I don't like it. I'm going to tell a fun side story from my brother. It has nothing to do with the case, but it may add to the emotional fucks up for everybody around them. If I understood him correctly, my brother Ryan, he said that one of Diane's roommates was named Joanne, Joanna Simmer. She actually died of a heart defect the last night of plebe summer. And this was all around the same time as all this Jay shit was happening with Diane. So Diane, I can't remember how many roommates they have, but I was thinking that it was four. Mm-hmm. So in this, in this room... And it's literally like a small room. You have so much room for your clothes. You have bunk beds, a spot for your computer. And like, it's, it's like, what is that one that Polly Shore is on where they're at college? Son-in-law? 
No, is yeah. it where he's the resident? Yeah. Uh-huh. They, they're like as big as those dorm rooms. Oh, they're not okay. very big. I got you. But I think that there was all four of them in there. So these poor roommates, and even if it wasn't, there was only a certain amount of girls there. So for the girls to leave, it was one to a heart defect, and then one is a murderer. Like, okay. I just had the weirdest fucking summer of my life. Right? <laughs> Fuck. It was pretty obvious that Jay was into Diane, and on August 9th was the parents' weekend. My mom was there. My mom and dad. I can't remember how many of my parents went, but I had parents there. Diane's parents met Jay and his mother, and they were told that Jay and Diane had gotten in trouble by an upperclassman for excessive fraternization. I asked my brother about that. Because it's, it's like men and women. You can't date anybody. He said you can't date within your company. And they were in the same huh. company. Okay. So apparently he had been sitting on the edge of the bed in the Bancroft Hall. Gloria was so excited when she found out about Jay because her family was also worried about the unhealthy relationship that David and Diane had. She said that she wished Diane had met Jay first. Don't we all? Because then they could just be happy military. They could have gone to the academy together. Well, one day, Jay asked Diane if David had ever cheated on her. Diane told him that he had. And Jay asked her um, what she had done about it. Well, she told Jay that she told David to kill the girl. Then she went on to tell Jay that she watched David kill the chick that he had cheated on. Oh, the Naval Academy has a strict honor code called the Brigade of Midsh- Midshipmen Honor Concept. You just said minge. <laughs> minge, you fucking pish flaps. It's the Brigade of Minge. <laughs> I wonder, that's what we should call like drag racing. It's the Brigade, brigade of Minge. Oh, geez, Louise. So they they have an honor code that basically states that midshipmen must immediately report another midshipman who lies, cheats, breaks the law in any kind of way. Jay never said anything about it to anyone. He actually thought she was just trying to get attention, Diane. Uh, he was later asked to resign from the academy that's what the article says. We're not sure if he got, like, fucking expelled yeah. or... I mean, it's it's hard to say. It is. Um, but it's pretty... It's because he didn't fucking honor the code. It's pretty fucking obvious he didn't honor the code, so he had to leave. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Two snaps in a circle. <laughs> God. I don't know what that was. I like it. <laughs> I can't do it. Nope. <laughs> because she's not the sharpest tool in the shit. Later in August, she was talking about, or talking to her roommates, Mandy Gotch and Jennifer McKerney. They were talking about David because I don't think Diane talks about anything else but David. One of the girls said, I bet you would do anything for one another. And one of the girls asked if... They would kill for one another. And she said, we already have. What? We have. What are you speaking of? The next day, the roommates told a Navy chaplain who then contacted the Navy attorney. 
and the Dallas-Fort Worth police were called to see if they had an unsolved murder case of a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. On August 30th, detectives were on a flight to Annapolis. They pulled Diane out of the first pep rally of the season for the Navy football team. She was taken to a room with detectives and Navy officials. They told that, or she told them that Plebe Summer was so rough and she told her roommates the story to make them think she was tough. The cops didn't believe her. I, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. But they didn't have any evident, evidence against her either, so they suspended her until they got it straightened out. They gave her a plane ticket home, but it had a layover in Atlanta. And guess what? She didn't go home. No. In Atlanta, she decided to get on a plane to Colorado Springs instead of Dallas. So we can mm. still see David. <laughs> so she goes. She goes to she see David. She goes to visit David. But nobody knows what they talked about, clearly. But there were photos, right? Yeah, there was pictures of them taken together in their uniforms. When the detectives went to the Air Force Academy and questioned David, he told them he didn't know why Diane would tell them such a bullshit story. The cops then informed David that they talked to his friend and they knew about the bloody clothing. Dun, dun, dun. Busted bitch. <laughs> Who's the bitch now? The Air Force officers then told him that he had a duty to tell the truth. He caved and wrote a four-page confession. Four and a half page. Oh, yeah, four and a half page that was compared to... A Daniel Steele Nolive. Nolive? Nolive? <laughs> that sounds Novel. like a Daniel Steele Nolive. <laughs> Novel. Yeah, that too. Whatever. What the fuck did I say? Nolive. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm, I'm thinking hungry. about olives. All the foods. <laughs> In the confession, he talked about how nobody could stand between him and Diane. This would be us if we ever got in trouble. Ain't nobody coming between us, my fuckers. I, I would just be like, I'm not fucking saying shit. You can't make me. <laughs> you can't make me. I have no I have no duty for anything, bitch. <laughs> hey, I, I just sit there like a little kid in time out and say <laughs> no. shit. Give me some cake. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Taco Bell. And we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I can get Crunch one Crunchwrap Supreme. Extra nacho cheese. And I'd like some sour cream, please. <laughs> he also said what lots of killers say, that it wasn't as easy as it looked on TV. He talked about how he thought she would die from the blow to the head, but he said, quote, Adrian somehow crawled through the window and to our horror ran off. I was panicky and just grabbed the Marikoff 9mm to follow. To our relief, at the time, she was too injured from the wounds to go far. She ran to a nearby field and collapsed. In that short instance, I knew I couldn't leave the key witness to our crime alive. I just pointed and shot and fired again and ran to the car. Diane and I drove off. The first thing out of our mouths were, I, I love, love you. you. Then he said that Diane said, We shouldn't have done that. Yeah, fuck, I, I think. Oh, yeah, think? Wow. Um, Let's start with bashing a little girl's head in with a uh, dumbbell. dumbbell. Listen, rage bitch. <laughs> get your hormones and get them together and keep them in. Get your shit, all of your shit, get it together. Mm-hmm. Put it in a backpack, take it to the shit store and sell it, take it to the shit museum. <laughs> Whatever you're going to do. Whatever you need to do, but get, get your together. shit together. The police found the dumbbell. Weird. 
Mm-hmm. And the gun when they actually searched David's house. David was arrested for the murder on September 4th, and Diane was arrested a few days later, and they were both put into jail. Diane was in solitary confinement in a solitary cell on a different floor from David. I have a funny insert that I forgot to put in here. Okay. When David got arrested, he sent Diane a message. Guess what it was? Hmm. Greenish brown sheep. Sheep. Ugh. 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 All of you. Do you know why the sheep is greenish brown? Because I just fucking puked all over it. (laughs) (laughs) God. (laughs) Diane did push-ups and sit-ups every day in her cell. She had her mom bring her history and government textbooks so she could study. She didn't talk much to the other inmates or the guards. There was one chick that was there that cried a lot because she missed her kids. So Diane sang her a song called Faith, and it was a Christian contemporary-like hymn, or I, whatever. Is that so weird to you? It's weird to it's me. It's weird to me. Be, like, you fucking just murdered somebody, and you're going to sing Christian? Faith? Yeah. Faith of, because I think that she thought she was going to get away with it. I'm Apparently, a few of David's friends knew about the murder. And, but, you know... Not wanted to be a fucking tattletale piece of shit. Nobody fucking talked about it. Do you know that this bitch, David, even showed up to her funeral and cried? Oh, my God. That's like people that go and help look for their fucking victims. Mm -hmm. Knowing goddamn good and well where they are. Exactly where they are. I wonder if they're ever trying to, like, push them away from it. Like, well, I looked there, but I didn't see anything. I don't know if you think about... One of the local cases that I want to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He knew exactly where the body was and like not diverted him, but kind of went around. Yeah. yeah. But then took them straight to the body. Jesus Christ. Because mm-hmm. he wanted to be the good guy. Like yeah. after. You're the one that found it. You can't be yeah. the one that put it there. Dum, dum, dum. Yep. Funny how that <clears throat> works. Funny how that right, works. Right, Ed? On September 18th, the charge was upgraded to capital murder. The original charge was... Just murder. Just murder. Mm-hmm. Now it's capital murder. In case you don't know what this means, it's an offense that's punishable by death. Yeesh. And it's Death. obviously only available in certain states. Yeesh. Check the state near you to check to see availability. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen in fucking California. No. But it will in Texas Utah. and Utah. Oh, fucking Texas has like the express lane to fucking Utah. Yeah, and that's they where they're they at. Yeah, they don't fucking play around. Oops. Uh, so it's been updated to capital murder. And Adrian's family has asked for the death penalty to be taken off the table on November 11th. I don't know why. Um, you know, if they were a really religious family, maybe the forgiveness is something and that they exercised. Um, from... Are they... Sorry. No, I, you're I'm fine. excited and cutting you off. I don't mean to. No, you're fine. Uh, I think for me, it would be the exact opposite. Like, if you killed my fucking kid, I am most certainly going to ask for... Or your death, yeah. eye for an eye, and and I know I would be the same way. But the thing I was thinking about is maybe they were thinking, I 
we had to go through so much pain of losing right. our child. We don't want to put these other uh-huh. families through the same pain of losing their child. Children. Well, I mean, they're going to lose them anyway. They are, and I would. You're rather... going to be life behind bars. Yeah, so... I would rather lose my kid to death than knowing that they're sitting behind bars. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I know. haven't been I... in that situation, so it's hard to say. I better fucking not be either. I'll kill them myself. Uh, fuck yeah. up and I'll kill you myself. You gonna fuck on me? Yes. After the family of Adrian asked for the death penalty to be taken off the table on November 11th. Diane's trial began on February 2nd. She, of course, blames David and said she had no involvement and she didn't know that David was going to kill her. What a cunt. I know. But, you know, I love you and no, nothing's, nothing's ever going to come between no. us. Remember yeah. what we did to, to whatever. February 17th, 1998, she was found guilty of capital murder and sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for at least 40 years. Mm-hmm. And then David's trial started July 15th on 1998. He was also found guilty, 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 guilty of capital murder and was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for at least 40 years as well. Diane is in Texas Department of Criminal Justin. 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 Jesus fuck. Diane is in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, William P.H. Hobby Unit, near Marlin. David is in the Darrington Unit, near Rochere in Texas. In 2016, he was enrolled in Southwest Baptist Theological Seminary, inmate seminary, in order to become a fucking pastor. Behind bars. Behind bars. That was a fucking mouthful, though, wasn't uh, Well, it? you know what? For somebody that fucking murdered a little girl and you're trying to become a fucking pastor so that you can teach seminary to other people, I, I Behind hope, bars. Yeah, dude, I hope... I mean, he really is a saint, probably, compared to a lot of those people that are in there, but fucking I don't know. It just... It. Man, you're fucking reaching. That's a stretch. This story gets only better as it progresses. Hit me. Because Diane got married in prison in 2003. It wasn't to David oh, either. Nope. It was a man named Stephen Mora that she met through mail who was another inmate. They yeah, were... This reminds me of fucking Jody Arias. Yes. With all the fucking marriage proposals. The crazy just gets fucking crazier. The fucking crazy. God I don't, damn. I don't, I don't. Dude, I do not fucking understand. Are even... you that fucking desperate for you affection you that can't. you... She is. Well, I know she is, but how about the poor fucking sappy bastard that married her? I don't Jesus. know. Jesus. He, he, they were married by proxy. I didn't even know this was a thing. Her mom and a male friend stood in for them. And then they divorced. In 2008. Five years. I don't know why we couldn't make it work. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. It, it was a money situation. He never put it into my commissary. I he never always took it. My fucking ramen noodles and my Doritos. There he is. He's eating honey buns, and all I've got is the ramen noodles. Son Motherfucker. of a bitch. <laughs> David oh also got married in prison in 2010. He even started a blog with another inmate. He would write it and they would write it together in prison, send it to a third party because they weren't allowed to have internet access. Right. 
And that blog is called Prison News Exposed. I don't know if it still exists. I forgot to look it up. I don't know. Up. One of my favorite podcasts is Ear Hustle. Ear Hustle, yep. And so it's interesting to think about. Yeah. When interviewed, he always says he wishes he would have pled guilty from the beginning. While in prison, he also got a bachelor's degree in criminology. At least he did something decent with I himself. Guess. The two <laughs> no longer contact each other. However, he sent her a Christmas card in 2001, and that was the last they've ever had with each other. Now, I watched a video about her. <clears throat> I think it was in 2016. She fucking played stupid as stupid gets. She was saying she didn't do anything. She doesn't remember what happened. She doesn't know why she's in prison. It was on People Crime. You can go watch it. Uh, Google Diane Zamora and it will come up. There's a lot of fucking videos. There's a lot of um, I don't YouTube. I do why I'm here. Like, literally. She, it was like she forgot everything that happened. I wanted to punch her. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the whole thing because I couldn't fucking take it. I was like, what are you doing, bitch? What are you doing? She didn't do anything. I don't know. But she, I think. I didn't know. I think she's that kind that like can make something in her head real to her. Well, that's exactly like the Jodi Arias case though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a domestic violence survivor. She, she didn't murder anybody. She it was, was self-defense. Mm, in the back. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the cadet. Killers. The cadet and plebe killer. The plebe. You're a plebe. Plebeian. Plebe. Plebe. Fucking plebe. Um, oh, I guess I need my but sauce. If you'd like to go check out some of our murmur. Our murmurs. <laughs> well, we, we have our murmurs on Jesus. what we call our mermaids. Just so you know. If you guys want to check out some of our merch. Merch. Bitches. Online, you can go to threadless.com or redbubble.com slash people slash color me dead. And it's the same for threadless. Thread, threadless is color me dead pod dot threadless.com. Shank you. You're welcome. Shank you. Shank you. You can also check out the purple lotus online.com for our bath bombs and other such amazing things Yeesh. that are provided through there. Uh, and use your Dead Pod 15 promo for your 15% off. If you're a grown up like me, you go into the store and buy stuff and be like, I'm using the promo code Dead Pod 15. <laughs> Do I get 15% off my merchandise? And I'm, I'm sure they I'm sure they love me there. I know. They do. <laughs> they do. Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm Nikki. Jen and Give me stuff. And Kaylee. Give me stuff with Dead Pod 15. Hegert. Kaylee Hegert. Get yourself a true crime fan's dream with the Just Killing Time box. Fuck yeah, by Kayla Wren. Yes. And I always want to say Kylo Wren. I do and I too. know it. Fuck. I, She's probably like, God damn God it. damn you guys. Fuck you. Uh, Kayla Wren does the Just Killing Time boxes. They have amazing things in ours. We got a t shirt, a mug, a book, magazine, a full fucking book. The book that I got my pictures taken with that I put on Instagram, the the killer women, that mm-hmm. one went in one of the mo- the recent boxes. I didn't get it through there. I got it as a Christmas gift, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the magazine is 
Yeah. And the fucking t-shirt that we yes. got. Oh my God. With Charles Manson on it. Yeah. It's worth every penny. It's about $60 US with shipping. That includes everything, but it is worth every single fucking bit of it. And go to justkillintime.org for that. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of cool shits on there. If you live in the Uena Basin area, which is where we live... And you need a realtor? Contact Saray Milliken. She's a sexy ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and she is the one of the proprietors of Eclipse Real Estate Professionals. You can get up with her at 435-219-4858. And she's really pretty. Really, and she really smells like nice. She smells good. She always smells she's like baked pretty. goods. She does. And she's good at baking baked goods. She taught me many of the things I know about cakes. <laughs> Kikes. Kikes. Okay. But if you're looking for a home, give her a holler. Do. Do. Check us out on social media. Facebook. We have a Facebook contest going on right now. If you are not part of our Facebook, you should be on our Facebook page. Like comment share when we get 1250 likes on our facebook page we will do a giveaway that includes studio sweden headphones now if you're in the if you like the page come and join our fucked up group we're awesome in there it's like yeah, it's, total it's, fucking awesome it's like yeah. somebody just threw the glitter of off awesomeness it's on you. it's it's a fucking frat party in there <laughs> all, the all the time time all the fucking time We're also when we get a thousand likes there then we will do another giveaway same you enter the same way it's just depending on when we get this certain amount of likes or members of the group correct you can also find us on instagram um color me dead podcast and you can find us on twitter at Color Me Dead Pod. And if you want to come talk to me on Instagram, I'm Gory underscore Nikki, or on Twitter, I'm at Ntune. If you are on Twitter and Instagram, you're usually talking to Angel. I pop in there often, but she's the main. And I'm not on Twitter as much as I should be, so come find us on Facebook. I'm too stupid for Twitter. Twitter. I'm Twitter stupid. And as soon as we get the promo code for Pot and Love, um, we're going to hook you guys up with that. So stay tuned as soon as we get that. If you guys are interested in joining us in New Orleans and meeting up with a lot of great podcasters, that would be the place to do it. If you're around that area and you can't the tickets to go in i'm sure you'll find us somewhere down on bevin street yes <laughs> you'll find us you i'll be at the funky pirate getting a fucking hand grenade you'll see the two one's tall one's short and there will be a giant following us telling us don't s- do that yeah i'm surprised he hasn't bought those little blue leashes that you put on children are you sure he hasn't not entirely Maybe he'll put together a bunch of our lanyards and make them. So look for <laughs> Just the make co- these little yeah. fucking harnesses like puppies. <laughs> look for the Color Me Dead harnesses on two hefty bitches. I know. Led by a six foot nine man with <laughs> yeah. a beard. With a big beard. Big beard. You'll find big, us. Big beard. Big beard. Big beard. beard Trying to eat me. <laughs> so maybe keep your fucking hormones under control and don't smash people with fucking barbells. And And stay stay out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye.